Our guiding words for life this morning from Scripture are, uh, I think, extraordinarily positive and direct. And um, let's read them together. And the first one is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he says this, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then Jesus talks about choosing our focus and our priorities and what you get from that in return when you do that. When he says this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. May God bless our understanding and our living of this word of abundant life. Uh, so two weeks ago, our first child of four was married. Yeah, that's a big deal. And then yesterday morning, um, Laura, God bless her, drove uh, Audra and, and her husband, John. It seems strange. I've, I think I've only said that like three times now. Her husband, John, to the airport at five o'clock in the morning for their honeymoon. So God bless Laura. And... Uh, and with that, our family has expanded. Um, what an experience. And many of you have, have, have gone through that same incredible experience. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you that in spite of the, uh, between Laura and I together, we have officiated at somewhere around 500 weddings as clergy. But <laughs> being a parent, going through this as a parent, is a whole nother world. It's a big, big pivot point in life, and it's transformational. It's transformational not only to our daughter and her world as she has expanded in a new dimension, it's changed our other children's lives, our other three children. Um, they now have a sister who is married, and they now have a brother-in-law, and it's changed Laura and me, where we too, we obviously have a son-in-law, and, and now we get to and we need to share our daughter with the new in-laws. And that's a whole new world. So we've stepped in a new order. And, and I feel like our lives, there's certain things you go through in life where I feel like it shifts you up a notch. <laughs> We're over. And uh, for all of us, there are so many of these kinds of transformational experiences that we go through in life, right? And there's one after another. And I think about these things, marriages and births, graduations, aging, and health transitions, new joints, <laughs> the death of someone who you love, a new job, a loss of a job, moving, anniversaries, retirement, becoming a grandparent. And life is the steady stream of, of life transitions, isn't it? 
Each one of us, as this happens, gets the opportunity to either dig in our heels at those times or to drink more deeply from life. As we get to think about things like, how am I doing on this journey of life? Am I using my life well? Am I living the way I want to? Am I using my time the way that I want to? Am I spending my time with the people who I want to? Am I loving the way that I want to? Am I leaving the kind of mark that I want to leave? Am I doing all these things while I still have the chance? And of course, Father's Day is one of these moments that gives us the opportunity to ask these questions as well. I think about when our kids were little. We had, um, there were certain things that we wanted to to think about and to deal with intentionally. And one of these things had to do with a a poem that reminded us of of some of these things. And, And it was one of these things that we cut out from the newspaper and we taped it up on a refrigerator so that we could look at it often. And it said some things about living and how to be a parent and just kind of the way our scripture does this morning. And so we kept it taped up to our refrigerator for so many years that after a few years, the paper started yellow, right? And then somehow over time, um, it got torn a little bit or it might have fallen down. So then we had to, we taped it. And then after a while, even that tape started to begin to yellow, but we kept it up anyway. And it's called To My Grown-Up Son. It could relate to just about anything in life, though. Marriage, friendships, or just living. And it goes like this. My hands were busy throughout the day. I didn't have much time to play the little games you asked me to. I didn't have enough time for you. I'd bring home the check and do what it took, but when you'd bring me your picture book and ask me to please share your fun, I'd say, I have to a little later, son. I'd tuck you in all safe at night and hear your prayers, turn out the light, and then tiptoe softly to the door, but now I wish I stayed a minute more, for life is short and years rush past. A little boy grows up so fast. No longer is he at your side, his precious secrets to confide. The picture books are put away. There are no children's games to play, no goodnight kiss, no prayers to hear. That all belongs to yesteryear. My hands once busy, now lie still. The days are long and hard to fill. I wish I might go back and do those little things you asked me to. How am I living? What do I want to invest my life in? As Jesus says, where your treasure is, 
There your heart will be also. And here's some great news. And that is, it's never too late. It's never too late to invest in those things that mean the most to you. I was thinking about my dad in, in, in this light. My dad was a wonderful guy. Um, but he was not the um, most emotionally effusive guy. <laughs> and um, at one point, when I was a little, little later in life, I, I looked back and I realized that, you know, it's, at some point, when I was still pretty young, we stopped hugging. We stopped kissing. We stopped saying, I love you. And I think that, that, that our culture, at least at that time, um, kind of supported that. It just wasn't quite the thing that you did, you know, with dads. I think that that's changed a lot. And I'm thrilled about that. But not then. So later in my life, I realized, you know, I missed that. I wanted that. I thought, you know, I'm not going to go through the rest of my life not hugging my dad or saying, I love you. So at one point, I just thought, you know, I know he's not really comfortable with it, but the heck with that. <laughs> or maybe somewhat harsher words I use, but, you know, the heck with that. So one day when I was leaving um, and, and uh, my dad stuck out his hand to shake my hand, and I said, I love you, and I pulled him in close with a hug, and I gave him a kiss on a scratchy cheek, and, and his body was kind of stiff. <laughs> And he was just there, and I, and I could tell he didn't know what to do. His arms didn't move. But I didn't care. I thought, thought, you know, that's his business. I got my hug. And then the next time, I did the same thing. And he's still stiff, and the arm's not moving. And I didn't care. And after about three or four times, though, uh, about three or fourth time, I felt his arms move. And they reached up, and they wrapped around me with a nice hug. And then later on, he gave me a kiss on the cheek. And he said, I love you. And that's the way that things went for the next 30 years, while he was alive until he died. And it was great. Sometimes somebody has to make the move. And that's true with anything that you care about. So why not have that somebody be you? If there's something that you care about, go for it. Whatever that is, I believe it is never too late. So what's most important? What do you treasure? Here's a quote that I ran into the other day. When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy, to love. So that's a quote from Marcus Aurelius, who kept a little notebook, and he wrote down his thoughts that, that he wanted to remember, those things that were too important to forget, and he was the Roman emperor from 161 to 180 A.D. Pretty cool. 
So what a precious privilege it is to be alive. A couple of nights ago, um, Laura and I got our first taste of what uh, grandparenting might be like, thinking in the future. Our son Scott and his partner Jen and Jen's eight-year-old son Jules moved back here from Hawaii um, last month, and they've been staying with us. And while they're looking for for their place, they just found their place that they're going to move into July 1st in New York. And it's just been so wonderful having them here. And one night last week, they were out, and Laura and I got to spend an evening um, with with Jules, taking care of this wonderful eight-year-old. And we played some games, and we laughed a lot, and we played pickleball, and we watched a show together on how things are made because he loves this stuff, and we love that stuff, and we had pizza, and we had ice cream, and <laughs> yeah, I, we kind of, we pulled out all stops a little bit, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and then it was time to put him to bed. And we hadn't done that, really, since our own kids were little. And so we put him to bed the same way we would put our own kids to bed. And I pulled out my guitar, and together we sang some songs. We sang some of the same songs we sang to our kids. Pretty much every night we would sing Christopher Robin, you know, from Winnie the Pooh, and You Are My Sunshine. And then after singing a couple songs, Laura read a story to him from a children's book. It's called Carnival at Candlelight, which was a, a great book in the series called Magic Treehouse Series. And that story ended with a quote from all people, Marcus Aurelius. And I thought, you know, that just marked the perfect ending to a perfect day. And also how to begin another day. When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive to think, to enjoy, to love. And as it's also been said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, and whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you look for is what you will find. Where your treasure is, as it's also been said, there your heart will be also. So as we conclude, I just want to share a, a, a cool little spiritual practice with you. It's called treasure hunting. A woman named Celia Mazal of New York, and she wrote this. When my husband was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, I was devastated. My morning walks became a litany of self-pity and fear, and I would add, and understandably so. But she wrote, one morning, though, I discovered a small blue flower peeking up from behind a rock. 
It was simple in its beauty. And I found myself smiling. Now she says, every morning I go treasure hunting. And I don't stop looking until I find something that inspires me. A puffy cloud, a smiling face, the color of trees, a scurrying squirrel. And I found that miraculously, even amid very real pain, one can find some modicum of peace. End quote. It's amazing what you can find when you look for it. And not having to have everything perfect in order to find that flower and to share God's grace. So as summer approaches, and as we continue to journey through our many transitions in life on this Father's Day and beyond, may we take a little extra time and space to think about what a precious privilege it is to go treasure hunting, to find your flower, and to attend to your soul. God bless you. Amen.